We are continuing on the series, Courage to Use Your Weapons. And today we want to talk about the shield of faith. But our main text is Ephesians 6, reading from verse 10 to verse 17. I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible and it reads as follows. Finally, grow powerful in union with the Lord, in union with his mighty strength. Use all the armor and the weaponry that God provides so that you'll be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary. For we're not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So, take up every piece of war equipment God provides, so that when the evil day comes, you'll be able to resist, and when the battle is won, you will still be standing. Hey, therefore, stand. Have the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Put on righteousness for a breastplate. And wear on your feet the readiness that comes from the good news of shalom. Always carry the shield of trust, it says, but I want to rather say the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of deliverance along with the sword given by the spirit that is the word of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. So we have been looking at these weapons, as Paul calls them, what they mean, how it applies practically. You know, it's one thing to read the Bible and quote what it says, but it's another thing to have a revelation of what it's talking about. It's something else to have a practical reality to apply what the Bible says practically. And that's what we are endeavoring to do. We've already discussed several pieces of our armor. We've talked about the belt of truth. We've talked about the feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We've talked about the helmet of salvation. Last week we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. We are left with two Today, we're going to study on the shield of faith. The Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I love what Paul is doing because he's using the imagery of a Roman soldier's shield to illustrate what your faith is. It illustrates what the shield of faith is that God provides for you and for me. As you can see, that shield behind me, that's a better shield than in the first service. That's the way it looks like. That word shield in the Greek, it's the word T-H-U-R-E-O-S. T-H-U-R-E-O-S, pronounced thorios, thorios, thorios. Are you writing? Look at your neighbor who's not writing and say, who are you? How about you? Look at them again and give them a double dose. How? How? And that word, Thorios, was used by the Greeks and the Romans to depict an oblong door 
Something oblong is something that is longer than it is broad. So to depict an oblong door that was wide in the width and long in length, as you can see that shield behind me. The Roman soldiers used this word because their shield was door-like shaped. It was wide in width, long in length, just as the door of the house. And so because it was wide and long, the shield completely covered the Roman soldier, as you can see there. And this is why the Holy Spirit, I believe, chooses to use that word as an illustration of our faith. Know this. Your faith will completely cover you against the attacks of the enemy. He's telling us that God has given us enough faith to make Satan that certain that we are completely covered for every situation. Whatever situation Satan throws your way, God has made a provision for you through your faith to be completely covered. The problem is so many Christians don't even know where their shield is. Or if they know, they don't know how to use it. Or if they have it, they don't know how to maintain it. And so today in our lesson, we're going to show you what your shield looks like, what it is in a practical way, how you can maintain it, and how you can use it. So that you also, for whatever situation that Satan throws your way, your shield of faith completely covers you. Now, in the majority of cases, the Roman soldier's shield was composed of multiple layers of thick animal hide or animal skin. And this animal hide had been tightly woven together. We are told that they would layer it up up to six layers of animal's hide, which would be specially tanned, and they would be woven together so tightly that this shield would become nearly as strong as steel itself. In fact, you all know one piece of leather or hide is quite tough. But imagine how tough and durable six layers of leather, leather would be. So because of how it was made, the shield of the Roman soldier was extremely tough and extremely durable. Your faith is extremely tough and extremely durable. That's what your faith is. See, your faith is what makes you go through things. I'm going to show you as we go along. So our text tells us that Satan throws the fiery darts at us. Somebody say fiery darts. Say it again. Look at the neighbor and say he's throwing fiery darts. It says above all, taking the shield of faith, note, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So this shield is able to quench not one, not two, but all the fiery darts, which means your faith, no matter what Satan throws at you, no matter what kind of temptation, trial, no matter what kind of attack he brings your way, your faith will quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Can I hear an amen? amen. This term fiery dart refers to arrows that were made those days. At the tip of these arrows, they would put fiber or rope, or they would apply pitch. Pitch is the black stick, sticky substance that is made out of tar or turpentine. You all know that that substance is very combustible, it's very flammable. 
And so what they would do is they would put this toe at the front of the arrow or put this pitch at the front of the arrow and set it on fire. So your enemy would take this fiery dart and shoot it at you. Some Bible commentaries tell us that when this fiery dart was discharged, it would explode on impact and it would spread fire all around the opponent. Imagine if you didn't have this shield, what would happen to you? But the Bible tells us that this shield, even if that dart was on fire, not only would it launch in the shield, but the shield would literally extinguish that fire. You know, sometimes some of the songs that we sing, it shows us that some of our composers don't know the Bible at all. You know, you know there's this song, that part is all right. That part is all right. It's the second part I don't like. Usatana upeting kemba. And we go, ukaulaba koloyo. And we are presenting ourselves as these weaklings, as defeated people, as though Satan has more power than us. But when you read the Bible, God says it's true. He is throwing the fiery darts at you. I know Nkemba is not a dart, but he's throwing the Nkemba at you. But Nkemba or non-Kemba? Hmm? Fiery dart or no fiery dart? God is trying to tell you, your walk of faith is not easy. Your Christianity doesn't mean you'll walk scot-free. It doesn't mean you will not be attacked. It doesn't mean Satan will not come against you. It doesn't mean it's all glory, hallelujah. Walk on the tulips and be nice. But no matter what the devil throws at you, I'm here to tell you that you're going to stand against him. And having done all to stand, you're going to stand. And you need to put that shield in front of you. The problem is not many Christians have their shield in front of them. That's why in Kemba, that's why you ukaula so. It's because there's no shield in your life. But today we're going to show you how to use your shield. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to know how to use my shield. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to know how to use my shield. The text says this fiery shield that is thrown at us comes from the wicked one. Take up the shield of faith that you may quench all the fiery darts from the wicked one. It means your opponent is a wicked opponent. What it means is Satan seeks to drag all of us down. Satan wants to ruin your life. He wants to mess up even your future. He wants to mess up even your eternity. These fiery darts means the temptations, the trials, the tests, the attacks. But God doesn't say you are a victim. God says, regardless what type of dart it is, all the fiery darts, all the fiery darts, you will quench all the fiery darts. If it's a dart of sickness and disease, I'll quench it. If it's a dart of poverty, I will quench it. If it is a dart of, of, of wrong doctrine, I will quench it. If it's a dart of trying to block my destiny, I will quench it. If it is a dart that's coming against my children, I will quench it. Coming against my church, I will quench it. Coming against my family, I will quench it. 
coming against my business, I'll quench it. Coming against my career, I will quench it. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I got that shield in front of me. And I'm going to I'm going to quench every fire that so bring it on devil bring it on I'm ready for you it means you're not a weakling it means you're not an RMS capsule it means you must stop complaining when you are attacked it means when you are attacked instead of you playing victim he says take up Take up. It's an act of your will. It's a decision. I am taking it up. I'm going to use my faith. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to use my faith. Hallelujah. Take up your shield. It suggests intentionality. The shield needs to be taken up. And because your shield needs to be used, it needs to be kept in a good condition. We are told that the Roman soldier's shield that was made out of leather would become stiff and breakable over a period of time if it was not properly taken care of. For that reason, it was necessary for the soldier to know how to take care of it. So in order to keep the shield in good shape, The soldiers were given a daily schedule, daily, to maintain their shield in excellent condition. Daily, daily. Each morning when the soldier woke up, he would reach for a small container of oil. After saturating a piece of cloth with oil, he would begin to rub and rub and rub the heavy ointment into the larger portion of shield. And in doing so, it would keep the shield soft, it would keep the shield supple, it would keep the shield pliable. Which means you and I, we got to, we got to, we got to every day use our faith. But for our faith to be maintained in a good condition, we must be exposed to the oil of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Ah, uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Every day, Basalana, we've got to come into the presence of the Lord in prayer, in worship. Every day we've got to come into the presence of the Lord, reading the word of the living God. Why? We want to keep our shield in a good condition. We want to keep that shield oiled by the power of the Spirit. This is why, Masalana Limpona, when I come to church sometimes, I just take the time I take for us to go into worship. We're trying to dip some of your, your shields in some oil because I can see some of your shields are all dry out there. It is when we continue maintaining our shields that we continue in our walk with God. There are so many casualties in the kingdom of God. People who started many years ago in faith, walking with God. Yeah. But on the way, they didn't look after their shield. On the way, they didn't use their shield. They didn't use their shield. They didn't look after their shield. So what happened? Remember the fiery darts are being thrown at you every day. Saturday Anna break. Anna holiday. Anna day off. Anna sabbatical. Every day he's throwing it. So I cannot afford to be an on and off Christian. Like some of you. 
see some people you 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 cannot see ha ba kena mo kereke gore o yena go na le mathata yeah salata maya ha mo na kena so wa mo na ro o yena o You know, where I grew up in our church, and, and I think things are different now. I'm talking about back then. It used to be a problem. You could see that the way we approach Christianity was like, you know, it's something that we put on and put off. So on Sunday when you go to church, you put on Buzalwan, and you start talking the Christian talk. So you're from Monday to Saturday, you live like the devil himself. And when Sunday comes, you put on this thing called Buzalwan. Even when you go to church, you see even the people walk in church. They don't walk like that other days. Larubuwa, we change our voice. You can see Urubuzalana is what we put on. The, the fullest time in our church, Kikatbeke Yaselal. Because Runaslal Losar night was the real stuff. Nersan with grape juice. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> People join churches to be in the books of the church. Not to be participating, active members. Some of you, you do that. You only join this church for us to marry you, bury you. Yeah. And when people get to a certain portion of their life, they no longer come to church. Worst of all, they no longer follow God. I was talking with one young man after our first service. I was so blessed by this young man. Doing very well. I won't call, call his name. Like I said, he won't like it. He, he's a friend to my son. This young man is doing well. Eh? He's studying medicine. Eh? Worth it. So he, he showed me a picture of his mom, and I know the mother. And, and, and they come to think of it, they started with us at homemakers. And I was telling this young guy, I said, you know, good for you that you've stayed in the things of God. I see many young people, once it's about Khalifa, he. Oh, You don't intimidate me by looking at me like that. It's so sad, Bazalana, to see people when God starts doing things in their life, they leave their shield aside. Yeah. They don't walk by faith. They don't live by faith. They start criticizing the same Bible. Some of them, we prayed for them more. Things were not going well. We prayed for them. Spent hours counseling them. Hmm? PhD, they are questioning God. Sis. Huh? Now, that's what people do with their faith. Some of you, it only works when the weather is good. Winter time is coming. You'll see some of you, you won't be coming to church anymore. And I'm looking at you. You think I don't know you? I know you. I know some of you winter Christians. I know you. Some are Christians. But you see, the Bible says you got to take that shield, you got to oil it every day. Yeah, every day you got to read the Bible. Every day you got to pray. Every day you got to walk that faith. 
Every Sunday you've got to be in church as best as you can. Now, I know some of us, our work doesn't allow that. Some people work on Sundays, and I understand that. I understand that. But as best as you can, locate yourself where the oil is. Locate yourself where the anointing is. Locate yourself where the presence of the Lord is. Look at your neighbor who's not saying amen. That's why I said amen. Any soldier who neglected their daily application would run into trouble. And they allowed their shield to go without the necessary care was in effect inviting certain death. Because Satan is going to attack you. If not correctly cared for and properly maintained, the leather portion of the shield would harden. It would crack when put under pressure and finally fall to pieces. Yeah? I tell you, I look back, you know, being a Christian for almost 40 years now, preaching almost 35 years, you look back, you see many casualties on the way. Yeah? And all it is is because people didn't take up. They, 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 they didn't take up their shield. I'll show you how to do that. They didn't use their faith. They didn't become faithful. They didn't stay believing in God. They didn't use their faith when things were tough. And so what happened? The arrows hit them. The fiery arrows hit them. It exploded on them. And unfortunately, it spelled disaster. So the end result of the soldier's failure to care for the shield was the loss of their life. So the daily care of our shields, Barcelona, is when we daily walk by faith. Every day. I tell you. When we daily seek for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Never neglect your time of prayer. Yeah. Whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, doesn't make any difference. Stay in that presence. Stay oiled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Read that Bible every day. You know, these days we have these uh, Bibles that, you, you know, they read it for you. You download it and you can just press and they read it for you. Those are nice Bibles because even when you are working, you can be listening. There's no excuse these days. I said there's no excuse. You see, you are giving excuses already. There's no excuse these days. When you are in your car, you can buy these sermons and listen to them on your way to work. Hmm? Download them. Renalidi podcasted today. You have no reason, Barcelona. Oh, thank you, my brother, for that. Amen. You have no reason. We've got podcasts you can download for free. We don't charge. For free. To keep your faith level up. Give you my wife. She'll tell you. I listen to the word every day. Yeah. Most of the time, there are days when, you know, things don't work out as it should. But for the most time, I'll listen. I've got an iPod. If even a radio even a record, even a scratch. Now they, 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 you see, you see, the, the bone freeze don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I listen every day. Why? Because I realize the more I listen, is the more my faith grows. The stronger it gets. And I'm going to show you towards the end. The more I listen, is the more I'm built up. The more my, my shield is in place. That as I've gone through life in my own marriage, my shield is up. In my own personal life, my shield is up. In terms of the ministry, my shield is up. In terms of my destiny, my shield is up. I see your shield up in the name of Jesus. I said, I see your shield up in the name of Jesus. You are not going to be a victim. You are going to be a victor in the name of Jesus. But Paul says, take up. 
Take up. Take up your shield. Take up your shield. The daily care of our shield is when we daily walk by faith. Seek the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. When we seek a fresh touch of God's Spirit upon our life, else our faith will become hard, stiff, and brittle. We'll start being mechanical about our worship of God. We'll come to church. You know, when you've been a Christian for a long time, it's even a bigger problem. Because, you know, you already know all the songs and all the sermons, and you know the Bible so much, there's nothing that's new anymore. It's very easy to do things in a mechanical way. It's so easy to be on autopilot. You know, my life is preaching. I preach all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm there teaching here, yeah, this conference, that conference. You know, there's so much that I see in Christianity that there's nothing new that I... That, so even when you go to some church and they are excited about this new discovery, none to us are like it was 20 years ago. So when I'm jumping, jumping, I'm not And the biggest problem for me is how do I keep myself fresh and wanting? How do I keep myself excited about the Lord? And I found your daily time in the presence of the Lord. Your, your heart to be teachable. That's what will help you. You know? And you see, as people, a long time, their shield goes dry. And one of the reasons your shield goes dry is if you don't serve as a Christian. I, I, I have a conviction that the longer you are in Christianity, is the more you must start serving somewhere. That's the only way. You've got to have an outlet. If you give out, then you, you can receive more. You, you, you can't eat when your stomach is full. Huh? Okay, let's take a Let's leave it there. So the believer needs to live by faith on a daily basis. You need to apply your faith consciously. Don't draw back on your faith. Don't allow your faith to be weakened. Hebrews 10.38 It says now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19 It says holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away concerning their faith have made shipwreck. If you put your faith aside, you're going to make shipwreck of your life. You remember that song in Rebina? That one is a nice one. Kekekaila Why does our faith matter? Number one, you cannot be saved without faith. I'm going to run now. You cannot be saved without faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, by grace you have been saved through faith. That's why we preach the word, because faith comes by hearing preaching the word. But you cannot be saved without faith. Number two, Faith matters because it must be your lifestyle as a believer. You must live by faith. How Tsukhaku saying, when you pray, trust God that your day will go well. Eh? Believe God that wherever you are going, opportunities will open for you. 
Hmm? Believe that when you're going to work, your day will be maximized. Believe that you, you, you'll meet the right people. Believe that even if challenges come, God will help you to go over them in Jesus' name. When I pray in the morning, I always pray like that. Father, as I go today, I thank you for your guidance and your leadership. I pray that my day will be maximized. Yeah. I pray for your wisdom. There's a prayer I pray in the book of Kings that was prayed by Solomon. Oh, God, grant me. I, I, I've edited it. I say, grant me wisdom, discernment, understanding, and insight to lead your people. I pray for you and say, for these are your mighty people. People who are greatly gifted. Who can lead them, God? But one who has wisdom, understanding, and insight that comes from you. Guide me, your servant. That when I make decisions for the church, I must make the right decisions. Every day, live by faith, man. Yeah, live by faith. I'm not telling you what I'm not doing. I pray over my family every day. Every day, I pray for my wife. There's a scripture in Ephesians. I pray that prayer. There's a special prayer for her in Ephesians. There's a special prayer for my boys in Ephesians. It's a different part of Ephesians. Every day, pray it over them. Pray over our pastors. Every day, it was a lot. How tomorrow your shield is out here, man? Shield is out here, man. Yeah. Satana on a day off. Mm. Mm, I told you, I'm not sabbatical. I'm not holiday. Every day, shield is out here. See, this is why sometimes you think, but you are like, no. It's because they've, take, they've chosen to take up. Yeah. And whatever you apply in your life, that becomes your destiny. Hmm. Speak words over your life. Yeah. Speak the word over your life about healing. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. For your word tells us that by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. Jesus became a curse. He was hung on the cross. Lord, I want to thank you that I am led by your spirit. I shall not second, I shall not second guess what your will is. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. You cannot please God without faith. Hebrews 11:6 says, but without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. impossible. Say it again. Impossible. Say it again. Impossible. Do you know what the word impossible means? It means not possible. It's impossible to do what? To do what? Not what it says. It says for he who does what? It's on the screen, Bazalana Skelajan Tapulechisang to Kiyamo screening. Let's read it together. Erin, but without faith, it is what? And then for he who must do what? Yeah, that. And of those who do what? He who comes to God must believe. If you go to prayer. And you go in there with a heart empty of faith. You are wasting your time. See, sometimes we think that's what Jesus was trying to teach people of his day. When you read Matthew chapter 5. When he teaches them, he says, when you pray, don't use, don't use vain repetitions. That's what he said. Don't use vain repetitions. He says, for these Gentiles, they think they will be heard for their much speaking. It's not a lot of words. 
No, no, no. It's not, it's not a lot of words. It's, it's praying with faith in your heart. You don't have to say too many things. So when you come to God and your heart is empty of faith, you can pray for six hours. It is impossible. Let's have it there. It is what? It's what? It's what? It's what? To do what? Reach for the area. For he who does what? Must do what? You believe several things. Number one, you must believe that he and that he is a what? Of those who do what? So not only do you believe that he is, you believe that he's going to answer you. Some of you are the rappel lazam. After trying everything, then after that. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking about you. Huh? After you've tried everything, people come now. Batozam. So when they pray, it's not that they believe. They are doing it as a last resort. They want to see if it's going to work. God says it's impossible. He says, when you come, you must believe. Believe today when we pray for you at the end of the service that God's going to answer your prayer. Yeah. You see, some of you didn't even say anything. Look at your neighbor's eyes and say, hey, who am I? We're going to pray with you at the end of the service. Believe you receive. Yeah. I said, believe you receive. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number what? Number four, you cannot resist the attacks of the devil without faith. Ephesians 6.16 tells us that. Take the shield of faith. You'll be able to quench those attacks. Number five. Just write one line. You cannot resist without faith. Ephesians 6.16. That's what we are talking about. How? How? <laughs> I think I must go to the Human Rights Commission and complain of being abused by my congregation. You know how it has means so many things. Number five. Faith, yeah, that's a better one than ah. Faith gives substance to your hope. I want to explain that. Faith gives substance to your hope. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Moffat translation says, Faith means we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. Wow. Another translation says, Faith is giving substance to things hoped for. Now, can I have your attention, please? Hope is like a dream or a vision. You know, when you, or, or a plan. You know, when you have a plan, you write it down or you think about it. It's in your head, it's, it's on your, it's, it's hope. It's just hope. I saw it. Maybe Baba Tlazam. When you've written something, your New Year resolutions, everything is just on paper. Right? That, that's what we call hope. That's what you are hoping for. It's not yet reality. Let me change the word. It is not yet substance. It's not yet substance. Oh, Okay, I see my brother is up. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I will be back. <laughs> Before this building was built, 
We went to the architects that put on paper what our dream was. Put our hope on paper. It was hope. It's, a, it's an architectural drawing with all the dimensions and all the requirements. But that is just hope. It's not a building. I can show you what I want to achieve. I can show you what I would love to come into reality. But for this building to come, we had to have bricks, mortar, sand, everything. That is what we call substance. So it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the bricks. That transitioned my hope into reality. Ah. So, but you must start first with the architectural drawing. Hope. That's why Habakkuk says, write your vision. Give hope. It's not yet reality, Mara. Give hope. As you start on the journey of making sure that dream becomes a reality, you're going to meet a lot of problems. And as you meet those problems, you're going to keep your faith level going. Habakkuk says for the vision is for an appointed time. Even if it wait for it because it will surely come to pass. Jesus, Hebrews chapter 11 says, Hebrews chapter 10 says, don't cast away your confidence or your hope for it has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you must receive, might receive the promise. In other words, as I start putting the plan together and making sure things come to pass. I'm going to meet obstacles. I'm going to meet challenges. I'm going to meet the Sanballats and the Tobias that are going to try and tell me it's, going to work. it's not going to work. But I mustn't let my faith go down. I mustn't let my faith be taken away from me. I must keep on going on and believing God. It's going to happen whether it takes one year, two years. It's going to happen whether it takes 10 years, 11 years. It's going to happen. You've got to keep your faith out there. Can I hear an amen? That's what I did, Bazalana, before we got into this building. I had declared years ago, we will build our own building from our own pockets. We're not going to go to America with holes in our shoes and beg money from anybody. We're not even going to go to white people and ask for money. Hola, 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 hola. I declared that 1983 when I became pastor. 1983, think about it. 1983. And we started the process of collecting, offering. Rukupaba to this offering every second Sunday of the month. Sally started back then. In fact, there was a time when we launched Wifey. Do you remember? We had a project called Buy a Brick Project. Yeah, I just said to people, if you can just buy a brick, they could only afford to buy one brick. But listen to me, whatever level you are at, you can exercise your faith. <laughs> you, you, you see, some of you, your problem, you don't want to start where you are. You see, you want to start over there. No. Because if I can overcome here, if I can overcome here, I will overcome there, and I will overcome there, and 
I see you overcoming there and there and there. I had to get our people to believe that it can be done. To believe or a ten randa can make a difference. I had to get them to believe. 1983, 1984, 1985, 86, 87, 1990, 1991, 92, year 2000. The building wasn't there yet, but the hope and the faith. Ah, Jesus. 2001, we started construction. I'll never forget on the 26th of October when we walked into this building for the first time. My head was spinning because here we are. Yeah, I'm seeing the substance of things hopeful. I'm seeing the reality of things hopeful. And now today when people see us buying buildings and paying a million rents there, 12 million there, 15 million there, but none today, harakala today, one brick, one brick. We did it one brick at a time. I see you doing one brick at a time. I see you doing one brick at a time, one building at a time. I see God taking you higher and higher. Hold on to your faith. No one can tell me it's not doable No one is going to tell me that your life is not going to work out No one is going to tell me that your dream is not going to come to pass I hope you believe God I hope you trust God When Paul was on board a ship And they went into a storm and everybody has lost hope. Paul stands up and speaks words of faith to everybody. He says, by night, an angel of the Lord appeared to me. And he told me that we will not perish. That every person on, this, on board this ship will not perish. We can throw all the cargo overboard. It's fine. Let's lose the cargo. But we're not going to lose any life. And then he underlines by saying, Wherefore says, Wherefore says, I believe God that it will be to me according to what was spoken. That's what you must say all the time. Put that shield in front of you. When the devil hits you and say, Wherefore says, I believe God. When things delay, put your shield in front of you and say, I believe God. When they take your tender away, put your shield in front of you and say, I believe God. When they retrench you, put your shield up and say, I believe God. When sickness comes your way, take your shield up and say, Wherefore says, I believe God. I believe God. Put that shield and quench every fire at that. Of the wicked one. I need to close was a lot. Bible says faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Let me close. You see. The reason it matters for you. To listen to the word Continually. Is because the hearing of the word is what builds your faith. This is so important. I wanted to hear this last part. This is so important. This is so important. Hearing the spoken word 
is important. As I said, he didn't say whose mouth he must hear it from. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh. Somebody say, faith cometh. Faith say it again. Faith say it again. In, 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 in proper English, it says, faith comes. How do you are coming? It suggests you are coming from somewhere to somewhere. Faith cometh. If you cometh, it suggests you were not there before you cometh. If you cometh, it suggests that you move from somewhere to somewhere. You cometh. Faith cometh. Mamela. So faith can come. It comes. Faith cometh. Not by praying. Not, not, not by singing. But by hearing. And that's not just hearing anything. But hearing the word of God. To the extent that we preach the undiluted word. It's to the same extent that quality faith will be deposited in the hearts of the people. See, when you read Mark 16, it talks about the disciples, Iri, after Jesus told them to go into the world and preach, Iri, and they went everywhere. And they preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. God has obligated himself to confirm his word. One translation says, God was working with them and confirming the word with attesting miracles. God is saying, if you will preach what I said, I will attest to that. Get I confirm a that day and I will bring to pass what you are preaching. But the trick is to preach his word. If you preach 10% his word and 90% your philosophy, God doesn't have much to confirm. Yeah. And this is why, Barcelona, I want to tell you, Nyaslambulula today, eating Islambulula. See, there's a fact today where people go to church and all that's done in services is to prophesy to people 24 7, 365 and a quarter days. And some of you, you like that. You don't like my preaching, do you? You know it's not going to change me, right? Yeah, today the in thing, you know, for people, they really think church, prophet, one the whole service. But when you read the Bible, even when you read the ministry of Jesus, you'll find that Jesus, 99.999999% of the times he was preaching. Go read it. Even the prophets, who are genuine prophets, is in Baba Mkokotelo. You read about Isaiah, Jeremiah. Never saw prophet 24-7, 365 and a quarter. Jesus himself was a prophet. But when you, when you read him, he, he's teaching about the seed, the sower. And yet he's a prophet. We've made people believe that church should be, we must be telling you your phone numbers. 
The Lord shows me that your phone number is 084-977-1186. Hi, how's that your phone number? You are in real trouble. Or uh, uh, I hear a name, I hear a name, I hear a name. And, and so what happens? We have Christians who are hooked on sensation. But they are shallow when it comes to the word of God. They don't know how to stand against Satan when Satan comes against them. They are waiting for the man of God of the hour to rescue them. Listen, Barcelona, we are simply messengers of God. I cannot meet everybody's need. I am not God. I'm just his servant. I can't solve all your problems. Let me make that disclaimer. I can't answer all your questions. Only God can. I am not El Shaddai. I'm not the all-sufficient one. Only God is a man who doesn't change. I change sometimes. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes I don't want to see you. I'm sorry, I withdraw. (laughs) But you see, today, people really think when the Holy Spirit is to move, then you must get into these modes. Prophesy 24-7. Tell people their phone numbers. Call their names out. Tomorrow, yes, man of God. 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 Your name is Zakele. Yes, man of God. And the other one is going, go deeper, go deeper. Yes, man of God. Yes, man of God. And you are producing a group of sensational Hollywood-style Christians who are not strong in the Lord. They don't read the Bible every day. They don't pray every day. They don't have a personal relationship with God. And their shield is as dry as dry could be. When you read about Paul, Peter, everybody, they preach the word. Why? Because it's as when you hear that word. That it builds your faith. And you can take your shield up. I see you taking your shield this morning in Jesus' name. Ah! Acts chapter 14. I'm closing. I'm closing. As I continue to close. Verse 8. In Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. You see, and, and this is why I intentionally slow down that we must sit down and listen to preaching. Because preaching would outlast any prophecy anyone can give you. Yeah. Because when you live here, you live with that word in your heart. You live with that knowledge in your heart. Even when I'm not there and we're not close to you, when the devil comes, you know how to take your shield out and say, I will not. Because our goal is not to get you hooked on us. No. We are like that star that showed the wise men to Jesus. Once they saw Jesus, they forgot their star and they focused on Jesus. Ah, we are like that donkey that Jesus was riding. 
Hannah cannot into Jerusalem. So we mustn't misunderstand it when people come and bow and say Hosanna to the son of David. They're not saying Hosanna to the donkey. They're saying Hosanna to the one who is riding the donkey. He was sitting and listening. Note, it says, this man had Paul speaking, verse 9. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. See, when you preach, you can observe when people are listening. Some of you, when I'm looking at you, this is the mechanical Christian I'm talking about. Some of you, when I'm looking at you, I can see you are hectic. You are hectic. You are appointment You are hot. So you must be careful when I'm looking at you. I can discern all that unspoken language. I can I'm trying to discern. That's why I want to Emma in certain places at certain times. Because I'm to exercise certain spirits. But Paul saw this man. Note, Bazalana, as we close. He saw this man that he had faith to be healed. Wow. He had preached the word. It's the word that's pushing this man. It's not his phone number. It's not It's the preaching of the word. The preaching of the unadulterated word. It's the word that we're preaching that doesn't draw attention on us, but it draws attention on Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords. Paul looks at this man intently. And seeing that he had faith. He had faith. He had faith. He had faith. Where did that faith come from? It came by hearing. It came. As, as Paul was preaching, the faith was growing. The more they hear, the more their faith grew. I see your faith growing. The more you hear, the more it grows. I remember when I started as a pastor. You know, there's a year when our offering in our church was 1,000 rands. Because I was believing God for that. I was learning. I was so happy. Pastor Ray gave me a chance to go and give a testimony. And I stood in front of everybody. God, hey, God is working in mysterious ways. Our offering for the whole month was 1,000. And everybody said, eh. Hey. Hey, 1,000 was a lot of money those days. But you see, that was my level. The, 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 everybody on a level here high. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And Oskawara, when others are believing for millions, if your faith level is not there, Oskawara, come on. When start a molding, are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, come on. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Start right where you are. Yeah. Everybody here, you can believe God for something. No matter how small. Yeah. And a student gave a testimony. Say one mid, 1,000 rands. Today, it's a different story. Different story. Yeah. I, 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 I believe God when he started just for one church. But it's because my faith has grown now, I said, I'm believing in for a thousand churches. Mama, mama, mara, mara, harastatako thousand. When Paul saw this guy, he saw that this man, only faithful to be healed from 
it came, it came, it came. The more he heard, the more faith came. You got to listen and 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 listen. And the more you listen, is the more your faith grows. Just like when you build a house, you take one brick on top of another brick, another brick, another brick, another brick. Your faith grows, your faith grows. I see your faith growing. I see your shield getting stronger. I see your shield being oiled. I see you standing. Also, the man has faith to be healed. And note what he says. And he said with a loud voice to this man. Because one more is suffocating that level. Stand up straight on your feet. This man was so charged up. He didn't stand. Look at it. He did what? He did what? He did what? See, Bazalan, when you allow God's word to impact you, it pushes you to levels where you thought you'd never go. Here's this guy who couldn't walk from his mother's womb. Here's this man, Bazalana, who'd never walked. The Bible says from his mother's womb, he had never walked. But when he heard the word, when he took out that shield, put it in front of him, Again, sickness and disease. Not only did he stand, but he leaped. Some of you, you don't know what lies on the inside of you. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Note, above all that we can ask or think, watch, according to the power that works in us. Is the power that works in us. Mudimu moharahao. Yeah, so don't give up that you are believing for a thousand honanong. Yeah, that you are having a church service like we had in an open space where there's no walls and there's no roof. Part of the roof is leaking. Huh? But I stood there every Sunday and I preached like I'm preaching now. Why? Because for me, I knew my hope one day will become a substance. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. And today, I'm going to pray with you. What is it that you're believing God for? Has you been hearing God's word? Something has happened in your heart. What is it that you sense from hearing God's word you're believing God for? I promise you, I'm not going to tell you your phone number. But definitely something is brewing in your heart. Something is brewing in your heart. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray with you. Whatever it is, bring it before the Lord. Every one of us, you can believe God for something. Could be for your family. Could be for your personal life. Could be for your children. Whatever it is, you can believe God for. Maybe doctors told you you don't have long to live. But as you've been listening to the word, raise your hands. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit.